Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Little hiccup there. Um, Jim Laird coming to you from Largo, Florida. Wanted to thank everyone for tuning in to the HTMA webinar uh, on the weekend. It was great. Had a lot of people on there. Uh, sold a lot of courses. Looking forward to uh, Dr. Stillman and, and Clark are looking forward to helping you guys out that signed up. We had a little hiccup with Kajabi. Um, there are going to be five of you that signed up for the course that will not be able to access the course. And there's a little problem with my email right now. We're getting all that sorted out. Don't worry, we'll get to you sometime today. We'll, I'll send you an email and tell you how to get back into the course. But right now, you're locked out. So we will we will get that taken care of. Um, the email that, that we use for my business email, Jim Laird at, uh, at Stillman Wellness or StillmanMD.com is temporarily out of commission at the moment. So um, if you need to get a hold of me, um, you can email me my personal email, which is jlaird4435 at gmail.com, or you can message me on Instagram, or you can drop a message here. Um, so we'll get that all taken care of. Not a big problem. So thank you for your patience. Dr. Stillman, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? I am fantastic. I don't know about the people that are watching, but. Well, drop it in the comments, people. We like to hear from you. Is how's everything going? It's very, it's very sticky and muggy here. Just rained, so it's it's like being in a in a steam room out here, which is great. It's great. People complain about the heat. They have so many bigger problems. I agree. So today we're talking about strength training. Is it the missing link to a longer life? Spoiler alert. Yes, it is. So we need to talk about why, and we need Side to talk context. About it depends. Oh, that's so funny. Come on now, Jim. Come on now. You're making it complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated. It's not complicated, but it depends. So I'm just going to start with a long rambling, uh, uh, basically testimonial for Jim. So about a year ago, uh, a year and a couple months ago, Jim had a really rough uh, automobile accident. His bell got rung so hard that he had trouble talking, walking, moving. And he said, look, can you help me out? And I said, yes, you know, I'll rent a house, stay in it, rehab yourself, get better. And so we moved into this house together and he started training me, which no one had ever trained me in strength training before. I'd probably been in a weight room half a dozen times. And why is that? Here's why that is. We live in a society that glorifies your ability to think and to do clever things online and to be funny and entertaining. And that doesn't actually put the inappropriate value on physical ability. And when we do put an appropriate value on physical ability, it's usually for all the wrong reasons. People are, are really glorifying and giving kids positive reinforcement for being the best athlete, the fastest sprinter. And they're doing it at the, at a specific time in their career. And these kids, as we've talked about, then burn out or they suffer injuries or in middle life, they wear out their joints and their, or their tendons, their ligaments, their muscles. They're missing critical elements in their physical training that help them to actually train 
not in a way that only promotes health or rather health and performance, but that promotes longevity and an ability to perform and, and, and engage in physical exercise and even manual labor for a long, long, long period of time. And that's why here in the United States now we have these massive industries of orthopedic surgery for backs, for, for shoulders, for ankles, for knees. I mean, every joint has now got a subspecialist that you can have a surgery from. And the crazy thing about this is you go to, um, you look at the health statistics for third world countries, they don't have these industries, but they also don't have people who are laid up and unable to work because of orthopedic and musculoskeletal injuries. Now, obviously there's exceptions to that. There's people who are, you know, endure terrible traumas and accidents. I'm not saying those things don't happen, but there's no, that the over medicalization of the American uh, bone and joint systems, if you can call it that, is truly stupendous. And it's based on what a dysfunctional culture of physical activity we've created because most of it is focused on vanity. Some of it is focused on longevity, but no one is focused on what actually matters. And that's where Jim really excels because he actually helps people clarify their goals as to what they ought to do in their physical training. And I'll, we'll go over it, get into this more, but I want to get back to talking about my experience with this. So Jim started to train me two to three days a week, max 45 minutes in the gym. And we trained for four, five, six months. And at the time that we moved into the same house and he started training me, I was about 161 pounds. I remember being in November. Yeah. Yeah. And I was six foot tall. I am six foot tall. I haven't lost any height or gained any. So I was 160, six feet tall. I remember very distinctly losing five pounds on my surgical rotation in medical school because I ate so little food. We were, we would do these, we, I was actually, it was in this, in this terrible, terrible rotation with this guy named 12 hour Bauer. He did these surgeries that were 12 hours long and you were sitting there in the surgery. I would watch the sunrise. I would watch the sun go through its, its, uh, its revolution. And I would watch it set all while I was in the same OR looking at the same case and you'd get a three or three to five minute break in the middle where you'd get to go out and I would crush a mounds bar because it was the most calorically dense candy bar in the vending machine that I liked. And I had no time to actually prep food. So I went from 165 at the beginning of that rotation to 160. And I never gained that, that uh, muscle uh, or lean muscle or lean body mass back. And I'm, I'm very lean. I'm what you would call a hard gainer, which means I don't gain muscle mass easily. After six months of training with Jim, number one, I noticed that I was moving better. I wasn't so stiff. My back pain that I had had for years that really started when I was in medical school was gone. Uh, and it would come back if I continued or, or sat too much in the chair. And then if I kept doing the things Jim told me to do in the gym, it would go away again. Very, very predictably, very, very reliably. Uh, I finally stepped on the scale after about six months of feeling better, moving better, having less back pain. And during this time, I was watching him train all my, my people who were coming into programs with me. And they would say things to me like, he's a wizard. Um, and they would get crazy results like they'd never gotten with anybody else. And um, then I stepped on the scale after about six months. And the scale read something like 178 or 180. And I thought, this is not right. This scale is wrong. And I told Jim that and he said, no, it's right. And I went to the Publix two doors down from the gym that we were training at. 
and I got on a different scale and it was 178 or 180. And I thought, oh my gosh, I gained 18 pounds in six months. Now, some of you out there, in fact, most of you out there who tune into me, I was just looking at my Instagram analytics and 86% of the accounts I've reached in the last 30 days are women. It's the opposite on your YouTube account. Well, that's partly because YouTube is more a male dominated platform, but yes. Um, but the point is a lot of people listening to this, they come to us and they want to lose weight, which is why we ran or are running a weight loss course where we've already had people lose as much as 10 pounds in just under a little bit over two months now. Um, same thing in the thyroid course. We saw the same kind of results. We're using the same tactics, the same strategies. We teach people, we coach people, we walk them through the stuff that moved the needle for me to gain weight. And a lot of people listening to this are thinking, I'm not that interested in gaining weight. I don't want to be a muscle head. A lot of you ladies are worried. I don't want to look too muscular. That's you're, you're not going to look too muscular if you strength train. And the reason why we're talking about this and why strength training has become something that I include for every single patient under my care is that it has such a powerful impact on your overall health and your longevity for reasons we'll probably talk about at a different time. But today we really want to talk about, or I want to talk about why the expertise and the experience of the person who's training you is absolutely critical to getting the results that you want. What I've seen now, and you know, I, I've obviously treated lots of patients who have personal trainers, they engage in physical exercise. Well, I'm mostly focused on their organ system dysfunction, whether that's brain fog, whether it's fatigue, whether it's kidney disease, whether it's GI illnesses, they're always asking me, what about my elbow pain? What about my low back pain? What about my neck pain, right? And what I started to realize as I worked more and more with Jim is that people can go to the gym and be punished by a personal trainer and start to look more muscular or, um, or, or be able to lift more weight. They can get on the treadmill and they can become more efficient and they can become faster. But so many people don't even know what their goal is and they have absolutely no earthly idea on what tactics they're employing that are in many cases actually hamstringing their progress towards the results that they desire. I've seen Jim take people from working out two hours, three to five times a week to 45 minutes, two to three times a week and get better results because they weren't eating right. They weren't sleeping enough. They weren't resting enough. They were too revved up, too, um, too uh, stressed out. And this is why we talk about strength training, but I don't think people understand. It's not as simple as just buying a 599 app. It's not as simple as just going to your big box gym and paying the personal trainer there who, for all you know, just got their certification. Uh, for all you know, is absolutely, absolutely a terrible trainer who actually burns all their clients out in six months to a year, right? It's not as simple as just doing that. You your need laundry, someone. Your laundry's done, doctor. I know, man. I absolutely hate the buzzer on the laundry machine here. It drives me nuts. I hate it. Goes it goes off twice, so it's going to go off in a second again. <laughs> well, then you get to talk for two minutes because I'm going to make it shut up. Okay. What I was looking for, the answer from the doctor, was the reason why he didn't continuously strength train is because every time he would strength train, he would get hurt. So um, a lot of people really – okay, let's get down to the brass tacks of this. A lot of people – when we talk strength training, we don't mean powerlifting. We don't mean bodybuilding. OK, 
those sports at the extreme levels are not good for health and longevity. Okay. They are based on lifting the most amount of weight possible and getting as big and lean as possible. And those two things do not coincide with longevity. Okay. So we got to get that out of the way first. Although to be fair, <clears throat> there's a strong argument to be made that really what the body is doing is it's trying to adapt to the stress that it, Correct. that it perceives or that right. it's being um, forced to endure. You know, if you were in a, in, in the medieval world, you know, Jim would probably make a terrific, you know, soldier wearing a bunch of armor, wielding very heavy weapons. And I wouldn't have a very big life expectancy either. You wouldn't, but you would have a better life expectancy than a soldier who is like a BMI of 19 and could barely lift his shield. Right. It's true. It's true. But, but there's trade-offs to everything, right? There's, there's trade-offs trade to everything. I'm talking about being world-class I'm talking about, but I'm talking about people don't understand what happens when you push one adaptation, you lose options, right? So it's, it's all about making sure you don't drive an adaptation so far that you don't lose options. That that's, that's essentially what I'm talking about. And like super physiological amounts of muscle. Yes. We need to have the reason these, these 110 year old people, you know, you look at like 110 year old people, they're not elite level athletes. They're not strong men. They're people that were generally active. So you want to be active enough to produce enough stress on your body that your body decides to keep muscle and bone. But when you start putting super physiological amounts of muscle on even me, for example, I have, you know, more muscle than the average person than some. That is going to take years off my life because it is a stress and it's going to affect my ability to breathe. Now, I have done things here recently as far as giving me some, some different strategies and relieving some of the compression strategies that I've used to lift really heavy things. They're going to help me live a higher quality life. Like I move better now than I have in a long time, you know, all these different things. So the, the and with with when you go to a, a personal trainer, or a strength coach, they quit. They equal being tired with success. I don't do that. I look at what is the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? And the goal isn't to get you tired. I could have you stand there with two splice waters and flop them up and down as hard as you can for an hour straight, and you'll be exhausted. You'll be absolutely exhausted. Your neck will hurt, all these things. You'll be so tired, but you won't actually get any kind of result, right? So do not, uh, do not equal, tired doesn't equal progress, right? So I can just have you do all sorts of random things to make you tie. I can take the best athlete in the world and give him something he's never done before and wear him out and make him look like a fool. But that doesn't mean he's going to necessarily get better. Right. So the key is, is understanding how to incorporate certain aspects of strength training that don't drive the strategy you're already currently stuck in even further. That's why all these powerlifters end up with back surgeries and hip surgeries because of the amount of compression that they have to, use in order to lift these really heavy things but the heavier weights you lift the less movement you want so you have to incorporate things that um involve bracing and involve less movement which is like breath holding and things like that and you have to incorporate things that involve flowing and shifting right um so that you get best of both worlds that you don't become so one-dimensional and then also most of the exercises in powerlifting and bodybuilding 
you'll see people they're always arching like they're doing lap pull downs of the hard arch and squats yeah. of the hard arch and doing deadlifts of the hard arch you go to any commercial gym everybody's got their head back doing rdls um and if you drive that pattern long enough one is it's gonna drive dysfunctional breathing two it's gonna cause all sorts of orthopedic issues down the chain right and and so you you have to be able to shut those strategies off and that's why women in particular that are already stuck in the j-lo position okay they're stuck in the j-lo position and the trainer comes and loads that they do a body weight squat and they arch yeah. back with their head back and then the trainer loads that and of course they get stronger like that but then they wonder why their back hurts and they're you know right. I, you know how many girls have i talked to at the at, at the gym we train at and i walk up to them and i go how bad your back hurt and she goes it's horrible and it's all like, the time not just women of course huh not just women either Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but but that's why most women don't lift weights is because yeah. they're they, the 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 way that they're taught and the strategy they use gets them in is stuck in a position they're already stuck in, and then within three months they're like everything hurts. I'm gonna stop. You know, I'm gonna start doing yoga or gonna do whatever. Uh, whereas dudes, most dudes are are dumb enough to keep going. You know, they'll wrap their elbows. They'll keep. They'll take painkillers. Where most chicks won't do that. Um, Mike. And Mike Griffin just dropped a comment over on one of our Facebook pages. And, you know, he's, this is a classic thing that we hear from people. He says, I had a trainer who loaded weights on squats and didn't teach proper form. So I'm very discouraged. He thought working me to death would get me there, I guess. And I never wanted to go back. And Mike, I got to tell you, there's a better way. And I want to mention here that Jim is offering strength training as part of his fundamentals of wellness or the Mike's, fundamentals of Mike's wellness. In the, Mike's in the fundamentals of wellness. Oh, excellent. Mike, drop a comment. Let us know if you, if you tuned into the latest uh, uh, exercise or strength training and conditioning. Uh, we, we are going to customize a program for Mike. He's, he's doing, a, he's doing a, a program, a friend of mine called, uh, five, three, one by Jim Winler. Oh yeah. Jim Winler. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. going to do that program and I'm going to help him manipulate that program and give him extra. And it's, it's not that complicated. It's just a matter of changing position and adding some things in that have you shift and really focusing on keeping your rib cage in a good position. Now, if you want to lift the most amount of weight possible, pull them shoulder blades back and arch like hard. Right. Um, it will it. help you lift more, but right. Like you've said, people get stuck in these strategies and we see the same thing happening in other elements of wellness and health. People will get stuck in a strategy of, oh, well, I got to use a ketogenic diet to lose weight. I can't tell you how many people have come to me on a ketogenic diet who are not losing weight. You cannot just use keto to lose weight when your problem is air pollution, water pollution, stress. A lot of people don't want to really accept responsibility for how much their stress level is actually their biggest problem. And, you know, there's so many other factors that go into whether or not someone's losing weight or gaining muscle, but time and again, we, we encounter and we ended up training the people who have already been through the whole health and wellness info space, their professional coaches, their doctors, their professional health and wellness influencers, their personal trainers, and they're coming to us and they're saying, I don't understand why I'm broken. Can you help me fix myself? And we'll, will help them finally get the results that they want unless they're, I have to be honest with you, trying to coach people who are in the health and wellness space is so hard because they're so convinced that they already know better than we do, which is deeply ironic because they're asking us for our help. So anyway, it's, it's remarkable. You know, people get stuck, like I was saying, in strategies like, well, I got to do my coffee enemas. I got to do my sauna. I got to do this. I got to do that.
a lot of the time it's how you do it, not what you do. Well, and is it working? Are you getting good results yeah. from it? Right. And, like and, so many, yeah, you know, you know, people will come to us and they're on seventy thousand. Well, I had, you know, one poor lady I talked to a year ago. I don't know what happened to her, but you know, she'd been doing a, a, a ketogenic diet for for uh like seven years uh -huh. and was having all sorts of problems, hair falling out, fatigued, and then she wanted to go carnivore. And I was like, You need to change it up, like this isn't working for you. So, so a lot of people will double down on what's not working. They're right. Like, well, obviously it just, it, it, and that personality type, you know, the type A, well, obviously, you know, if this isn't working, I've got to do more of it. Right. So a lot of it is picking the right tool and I'm not picking on strength training in particular. You know, obviously I come from that background. You know, I have a friend of mine who owns a physical therapy clinic in Lexington and she specializes in in female health i've been friends with her for for 20 years and she would tell me all the time she's like she's like the problems i see in your weightlifting girls are nothing compared to the problems i see with the hot yoga people you, you get 30 people 30 women in a room sweating and they it turns into like a, a, a like a contortionist um uh contest and they're all trying to outbend each other and that has problems too on the opposite side right like being too stiff has it has consequences and being able to tie yourself into a knot has consequences too like you want to live you know somewhere in the middle and, and people like dr stillman people don't uh thank you mike um people like dr stillman are very mobile and they're very they rotate very well they're what we call an, a narrow external angle yeah so certain exercises that he is not going to do well that are going to cause a lot of back issues for for his type of shape and we can avoid those problems by giving them exercises that um, don't cause them to over rotate. Whereas me, I want to be able to rotate and get into my hip because I'm so stiff, right? I got to give myself some more rotation. Whereas Dr. Stillman, he would over rotate on everything. So, you know, and loading him up with a whole bunch of weight is, 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 it has to be done very slowly, but he's not going to do well. And carefully and with the right form. And that's something that I think to go back to getting stuck in a strategy is really, really something people don't understand, right? So Jim can take someone who's been doing squats for years and it's been wrecking their back and he can just change the way that they're squatting the same amount of weight. And all of a sudden they're much, much, much better. He'll often reduce. And I'm not saying, you know, it's as simple as that, but the key thing is here is that people don't understand that they're, if they, if they knew enough, to know what not to do and how to do what they should do, Jim and I would would not actually we would not have a job. We would go do something else. I don't know well, what we even, would do. Even, well, would even, but here's the thing, you know, here's the funny thing: the the people that I've worked with for over twenty years, they knew, you know, they knew what to do. It's just whether they would do it or not, right? You know, that's absolutely and, and true. A lot, well. of, a lot of people like having a guide. They like, especially like that's one of the reasons why I was so successful training women. You would not believe the number of women that would tell me, you know, like, why do you, you know, they like somebody asked one of my the girls that I've been training for like 18 years. Um, very busy hairdresser, great young lady. Um, they asked her, why have you been training for like, don't you know what to do? She's like, I kind of do sort of, but she's like, I trust him and I know he's going to do what's in my best interest. And he just tells me what to do and I don't have to think. Right. And a lot you know, of people so, who come to us have information overload and decision fatigue. And the more information overloaded you are and the more tired you are of making decisions, 
the more likely it is that you're going to get a lot out of working with us because you give us the you know variables in the equation and we tell you what you need to do. That's how it works. You're allowing our brains to do the thinking based on years of experience, years of research, years of seeing people just like you, very different from you, so that we can say, okay, look, your situation, your latitude, your zip code, your unique health issues, your you know desires and goals, this is the path forward for you, and here's which steps to do it in, and here's what things you need to focus on. And that's the power of really of coaching people. And it's been remarkable to me. I, I didn't really understand this when I started working with Jim. And one of the big drawbacks to working with doctors is that doctors are used to giving orders. If they're not used to giving orders, they're used to performing procedures. And when you give orders and you perform procedures, you make the assumption that what you're ordering is getting done. And that's actually not true a lot of the time. And Jim taught me that. I He would we would be working on the same case. He was coaching them, checking in with them generally once a week or a couple times a week. I was seeing them every couple of weeks or every three to four weeks to mostly focus on labs, supplements, medications, et cetera, things like that that required my level of, of, of training to manage. And Jim would come back to me and he would say, they're eating late at night. They're not sleeping enough. They're over-exercising. And, you know, he would find all this stuff and then we would see, you know, after weeks or months, they're still not doing the things that we recommended. Jim still needs to be following up with them, still needs to be getting them. Hey, listen, do this every day. Do this every day. You know, quit worrying about that. Focus on this. People needed that coaching badly. And we started to get better and better and better results. And then we started to do group coaching, which, you know, really allowed us to help more people rather than offering people very high uh, ticket or highly expensive programs. Um, where we would really be more intensively working with a smaller number of people over a shorter period of time. So yeah, Jim, you there? Yes, I think so. It says the internet connections challenge the land, the land connection. So yeah, well, anyway, I don't know what it is, but who knows? I think that's enough. I heard for today. some of what you said. It's all right. I think it's enough for today. I mean, the bottom line here is people, strength training is incredibly stuff. valuable. It's critical for a long life. I wouldn't do strength training or I wouldn't recommend we'll strength training. Thing figured out. I wouldn't I'll recommend strength training to a newbie who's never really lifted. Even if you have lifted, a lot of you experienced lifters, experienced, you know, exercise enthusiasts, you're really destroying your bodies with what you're doing and you don't or may not even know it. So the value of having solid coaching, solid insight from somebody like Jim is really invaluable. You're saving yourselves by working with him earlier, you know, joint replacements and, you know, blown discs and all kinds of other problems that we see plaguing people later in life and costing them tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical care. And then taking, you know, potentially years off their life due to the trauma and having to recover from the injury or complications post-surgically or, you know, little things like, I mean, things that seem small limitations in mobility and strength that then lead to, for example, a hip fracture due to a fall, which then, you know, really radically shortens a lot of elderly people's lives. So again, one of the reasons why I added strength training to every single patient's regimen who was working with me, one of the reasons why we're now going to be including it in our annual plans going forward, we're still working on how we're going to, how we're going to uh, arrange that, but it's coming. Uh, and why we include strength training in the fundamentals of wellness course, which you can learn more about in the links below, 
is because of how impactful this is and how I'll be frank, I think you'd be absolutely nuts not to do some kind of strength training. And I think you'd be nuts not to do it with Jim for the price point that we have available with the fundamentals of wellness. And, you know, for the record, if you don't like your first group group coaching section in the fundamentals of wellness or we'll refund your first month and, you know, you can, you're basically getting it risk-free. So thanks everyone for watching. We look forward to seeing you in the fundamentals of wellness. Uh, we've got, it's, it's the end of July. We just did our HTMA webinar for the record. It is sold out. Uh, it's sold out within, I think several hours of the, um, without within several hours of the end of the, uh, of the webinar on Saturday. And we have got a webinar coming up in August. Uh, the, the date and time are TBD, but stay, uh, stay on our email list. You can sign up for that at stillmanwellness.com. You'll get all the updates. There's only eight emails a month. We're not going to swamp your inbox and we certainly aren't going to sell your data. Um, and the end of the month in August, we are going to have an EPO webinar on thyroid. We were also going to be launching our thyroid course. Six months ago, we did this unbelievably happy people, incredible testimonials. We're going to have some of those on the webinar. So I strongly encourage people make sure that you're up to date on the email list so you get the notifications for that. Uh, Brooke asks, is Jim's strength part added as a module? So yes, Jim is building out this as a module so you can have access to it uh, through the Fundamentals of Wellness course. And then he's going to be having live group coaching sessions because if there's one thing I've learned about training with Jim, it's when I try to get him to make a, a, a course on strength training, he says, look, I customize this for everybody. I don't know how to give people a course that just, uh, you know, is, is one size fits all because they all need different things for me. So that's why we're giving people hands on time with him. It's also why you really won't see us pushing courses without coaching because giving you more courses, giving you more information. If you're listening to this, you've probably already listened to a lot of podcasts. You've probably already watched a lot of videos. You've probably already worked with some great professionals who are well-trained and you're confused and you're, you're wondering which things are actually important and what you're doing wrong. Uh, and so we really think that the best thing for you is not just to have a course, but to actually have coaching. So on that note, thanks everyone for watching. Take care, have a great day, and don't forget to get outside.